Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. everybody and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host Shana Rattler and as always I am happy that you are here and also as always I have a favor to ask the listeners. So listeners I would love if wherever you are consuming this podcast if you would take a screenshot. So whether it's on your phone, your laptop, your tablet, just take a screenshot and post it on social media. When you do, I would love it if you would, number one, tag us here at A God Shift. And then number two, I would just love to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? I don't do that because I'm not one of those hosts that are so much concerned with number of downloads, but I am a host that is concerned about the kingdom. And I am a host that wants to make sure that as many lives as changed are possible, that need hope, that need more faith, and that need to learn how to get over adversity. And so the more people that share these episodes, the more we can play a role in improving people's lives for God. So thank you in advance for that. All right. Well, I am going to read my guest bio. I'm excited. (laughs) We had to reschedule last week. We were both a little bit under the weather last week, but we are feeling great today. And I believe that we are going to have a great conversation. So here we go. My guest today is the author of Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey, a recent winner of several Catholic Media Association Awards, including first place in the marriage and family category. She practiced medicine for decades, first as a radiation oncologist and later as a family medicine doctor caring for the poor in Washington, D.C. Now she works in the ministry she founded, Serenity in Health, to promote health of body, mind, and spirit based on a foundation of faith. So I want to welcome to the show Dr. Donna Chaco. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm I'm so glad we could reschedule so quickly. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you, Shana. I am so um, happy to have you here, and I'm happy to um, and excited about having this conversation because we're going to talk about kingdom authority. We're going to talk about faith. We're probably going to touch on health. You're a former doctor. I'm a former occupational therapist. So everywhere you go, there you are. So I can't help but to think that that health may wake it, wake, work its way into this conversation um, in some some point or another. But I want to um, just lay the context for the conversation. So my definition of a God shift is the moment you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose, and then that moves you into a greater destiny. And so since we're going to be talking about kingdom authority today, I'll always love to ask my guests, what is your own personal definition of kingdom authority? Yeah, I had to think how to put that into words, Shana. But uh, I, I did decide that for me, that was, it means 
accepting and, and claiming and then trusting the presence and power of God in my life. Yes. And you know, what I, what I love about kingdom authority is that it's like we're an extension of God. So you said, you know, the power and authority of God in your life. And I think it's like, it's like it's a trajectory for, uh, almost for me. It starts in phase one with obviously God has to be present and we automatically know that he has the utmost power. But since the Holy Spirit is now inside of us and God's presence is always in our lives, it gives us the ability to be able to operate in that same same power that God has, you know, in Genesis one and 26, he says, I'm going to make men, man in my image and my likeness so that he may have dominion over the earth. So we're not replacing God's power. As a matter of fact, he's the one that has the power, but now present day, we're the ones who has the authority. What do you say about that? Well, yes, I, I, I take, (coughs) sorry, I have a tickle. I take uh, this kingdom authority and, my daily prayers, my dear God, let my hands be your hands. Let my yes. heart be your heart. Let my words be your words. And then I added, let my ears be your ears as a reminder to try and listen better, because I think that's where the confidence and the power and the ability to be his representative on earth um, comes to play. That's that's so good. So when you think about your life, Donna, you, you know, you were a doctor, you're an author, you're now the founder of a ministry. You, like many of my guests, have accomplished many great things. And so I'm curious, can you think of a time in your life that you actually had to exercise that kingdom authority to get where you are? Um, If I understand that question, the answer is positively absolutely yes it, it it wasn't exactly a moment it was a, a season a period of my life the most about it the most difficult period in my whole entire life and um <clears throat> the pivot point in my life as well because i was uh married married kind of young and had a, a long and difficult marriage and we were raising children and there was extreme dysfunction in the family i had really not much insight into my part in it, but um, at the time. Uh, and I was in a just this dark place trying to decide what to do because it, with my limited insight at the time, I just kept on working. I couldn't see my role. I couldn't change my husband. I didn't want to get a divorce. I didn't want to stay married. I had drifted from my childhood faith because I was too busy, too busy to deal with the relationship difficulties, just, I think, like many people in this stuck, miserable position, uh, and it obviously affects health, you, you're, this, is, this is a real way to suffer, right? To have a lousy relationship. Mm-hmm. But it was that which drove me to my knees. And it was a, a kind of a long, hard process. But uh, there was absolutely a time of surrender when I realized I was. Um, being called to stay married. I was being called to surrender my family, myself, my children to God and carry on the best I could. And it was extremely difficult, but I did it. And um, from that point, then I was open to God's presence in my life. And I, and I learned 
um, more, you know, how to start trusting him and, and taking advantage of all his love and tenderness that he has to offer. And as a result of that, how would you say that your authority showed up in, in that period of time? Well, God was not a part of my life, particularly, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I was too busy. So once I turned to him, I just realized that that it it was sort of the foundation for my journey from that point on, including as a physician, certainly as a mother, as just a a friend and family member, because I could turn to um, God in prayer for help and and strength and uh, kind of just a constant guide in how I lived my life. So I relied on his presence and action in my life. Yeah. And, and, and so now that you're kind of on the other side of that process, um, you know, I'm assuming that things are, are, are better. Um, Oh, well, it was a complicated story, I should say, because several years after I had this um, incredible change in myself, uh, my husband got sick and died. Okay. And so um, after nine years, I remarried, but my my spiritual journey and my change uh, definitely continued from that point. And so when you look at where you are in your life now, are there ways that would you say when you recognize, because you said the way that you define um, kingdom authority is the fact that God's hands, words, heart, and ears are also yours. So would you say when you look at how you live your life today, personally and professionally, what ways are you exercising your authority? Uh, I try to exercise it in every single thing I say and do that it that it be, you know, coming with the right motivation and be God's will. If it's God's will, then I am exercising my authority. So I, uh, this business of surrender and trust though, uh, of course, one thing I've learned is it's not a one and done thing. So this is a, a wonderful life process where prayer is just a huge part of, of where I get my motivation and my strength to just um, turn to God constantly for um, grace and wisdom and instruction and whatever I can get, right? Yeah. I love that you said um, his will because I have a formula when I'm teaching or being interviewed that I share, and it's called the ABCs to unlock heaven. It's basically how I teach people to exercise their kingdom authority. And for sake of time for this conversation, I'm not going to go through what all of it means but the basics of the of the formula are align plus belief plus confession equals unlock heaven. And the very first step to being able to exercise your authority is that we first have to be aligned with God's will, his way and his words. Nothing else works. You have no authority. You're operating in your own authority, right. not God's given authority if you're not first aligned with him. I had a conversation with a lady that I'm coaching earlier this week, and she said that she was struggling with the word manifestation because she realized that the world has actually hijacked that word and actually has perverted it. And she said, so, you know, is manifestation a bad thing? And I said, well, no, not as long as we're doing it in its original intent. And when we are talking as believers about manifestation, we're talking about 
the role that we have to play in partnering with God to manifest his promises in our life. We're not talking about our own wants, our own agenda, and our own ego of edging God completely out and focusing only on what we can make happen in our lives. I mm-hmm. said, so that's the distinct, the, the distinct difference. There's nothing wrong. You know, the Lord's promises manifest in our lives. We just have a role to play. You know, he gives us the promises. He gives us, um, you know, kind of the insight into what it is that he has for us, but he's not going to do it for us. There's things mm-hmm. that we have to do. We have to believe that, that it's going to happen. We have to speak as if it's going to happen. There's certain actions that we have to, that we have to do in our lives. And so I love the fact that you said, listen, when I'm thinking about walking in the authority that I know God has kind of handed off to me, um, you know, if you will, just for, for lack of a better term, you're always going back to, let me trust him in his process. Mm-hmm. Let me surrender first to his will. And when I do that, mm-hmm. I can almost assure that the things that I'm doing and saying are by his authority. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And so what would you say you learned during this whole process? Because you said when you were going through the tough times during a period of your life, God may not necessarily have been a cornerstone. So you probably didn't even realize that you had authority at that point, let alone walking in it. And so when you look at the trajectory of your life up to now and recognizing that you do have authority that you can walk in, what did you learn during all of that? Well, of course, my my medical background was really influential. I was I was interested in people's health. I think people there's too much suffering, right? Yes. So as I proceeded on my own spiritual journey, I realized, wow, this is you know you suffer less if you trust God and follow His will. You know, there's nothing like a a clean conscience. To, to make you feel good. You don't feel good when you're angry or resentful or guilty, right? Yeah. So um, w- the, the change really was then incorporating my spiritual beliefs and my faith into a health message. And uh, that's kind of what I feel God has called me to do because I don't believe in God and I don't pray so I can be healthy. But it's very, very clear to me that because of how God is, because of the interconnections of our body, mind, and spirit, that if if we are, if we can rest in the peace of of our Lord and and trust Him and turn to Him and participate in a faith community and and have you know sacred brothers and sisters with whom we can share our journey, that all of those things contribute to health because stress causes it's estimated like that three quarters of of the kind of complaints that folks have when they come to the the doctor are either caused by or aggravated by stress just normal symptoms you know headache backache heartburn insomnia anxiety all the things we have right so um i i like to um that's that's what I think God has called me to do, to exercise and, and to remind myself and remind others that we are gifted with this incredible gift of our life, our bodies, and that we are stewards. And I think that uh, God wants us to take care of them as best we can. Yeah. And so that's all kind of wrapped together. And uh, that's what I guess 
where I have ended up on this subject. <laughs> no, I, I love what you're saying. And I want to unpack that a little bit further because, um, you know, we're on a Holy Spirit agenda here. We're not necessarily on the agenda of Shana Rattler's questions. And so I think that that's an important topic that I would love to unpack a little bit more. But I first want to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to unpack that a little bit more and start to share with people some of the things that they can do to kind of fix some of these things in their lives, because you're right, it is so, so prevalent these days and it doesn't have to be. So we're going to take a quick break. and we'll right. do that. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to God Says Shift com to access it now. So Donna, I want to go a little bit further in that. Um, one of the things that I learned in my healthcare career was a term that was called psychosomatic. And basically for the audience who may not have a medical background like Donna and I do, it basically is exactly what she was talking about before the break. The emotional things that we experience internally can actually have physical manifestations in our health. She said that she saw that when people are plagued with stress and anxiety and other cares of the world, that it was actually affecting their physical health. And I read an article one time that was backed by some science and it was saying that a very large number of people who had cancer that they could relate it back to bitterness, unforgiveness, you know, all of these things that need to be healed that we can't actually see. Let me say it this way. It's like a tree. When we see a tree, we don't see the root. We only see the trunk and the branches and the leaves. So the things that we're going to the doctor for and the physical ailments that we are experiencing are the things that we can see. But oftentimes, in my research and in my experience, it's exactly what you're saying, um, is that there's all of these, these hidden things that need to be healed that we can't see, that we may not be relating them to our physical health. Are we on the right track? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's the problem. And, and when you're going through it, you don't see it. Uh, it's easy not to see it. I mean, there are the, the, um, I think the secret is when you're stuck and miserable and have all kind of complaints and stuff to then stop and something I never did and reflect and pray and have quiet time. Because I, th I think if you don't uh, give God and yourself some time in your life to start this process, if you just keep on going on this rat race and on and on and on, you're not going to turn things around. I mean, in terms of, uh, like so many things, to see a change, you're going to have to make a change. And so I think the first change is to give God some time and space in your life. And um, then you may slowly get some clarity because, you know, folks know about healthy eating and exercise and that we shouldn't smoke. We know how to be healthy. That is really not the problem, right? Yeah. The problem is uh, <laughs> the clarity to understand that you have power to make some changes and some hope that you might succeed 
and maybe some support to help you, uh, the, the humility to reach out for friend, to friends and church for help, and then start with tiny little steps. Uh, but uh, I had this problem with uh, this over busy brain in charge, in control, and there wasn't time for, for anything else. And I realized that's just a huge part of my problem. And I think um, uh, for me personally, what helped me the most were two particular prayer practices, which I really think have gradually changed changed me for, for the better and also lead to better health. So, you know, whatever, everybody's called to take different kinds of steps, right? Yeah. You know, you have to be intentional because yeah. you you alluded to the fact that, you know, not only prayer, because that's the cornerstone of everything if we're believers, but being intentional about spending time in God's presence. And what I know, um, and you said this earlier in the interview, you probably just don't remember it. But when you said, you know, God wasn't necessarily the, uh, the, the foundation at that time in my life, I was too busy. Well, all of our lives are full of so many things that we have to do every single day. Mm -hmm. And just like sometimes married couples are told, you may need to schedule time to be in with one another. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I don't think God poo-poos on it, but we have to be intentional about making time to be in God's presence, to spend time reading his word and studying, to praise and worship and pray. Because if we're looking to find time to do anything, you're never going to find it. You have to make it. And so it's no different when you're on this kingdom authority journey, when you're on this healing yourself emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, so you can in turn heal yourself physically, you have to make the time to do the things that have Mm -hmm. to be done, right? Right. Oh, amen. I think that's the number one thing. Uh, that was my biggest what, my biggest problem. I mean, I just didn't think I had time. And then once I had surrendered, I had to still struggle with it because then I had to make those hard decisions about what time, how early do I get up? Do I set the alarm that much earlier? Will I get enough sleep? And then when I started spending more time in prayer, uh, wow, I, what I would think about my to-do list and like, oh my goodness, if I'm going to do, because I started a, a meditative prayer practice called centering prayer and the, the, the folks are encouraged once you get used to it, you know, to, to sit there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, whoa, 20 minutes. I could do a lot of stuff in 20 minutes. What about my list? You know, (laughs) (laughs) so it was that's, but then I realized, oh my goodness, this is, this is a great practice of surrendering once again and trusting God. Okay. I give you this 20 minutes. I'm going to be in your presence. I trust you. Here I am. Yeah. And uh, just trusting him that, enough stuff would get done. Everybody would survive. So, yes. You're the third guest that I've had over the last year that has talked about centering prayer. Um, The very first guest that I have has actually written an entire book on centering prayer. And, um, you know, I didn't talk a whole lot about it on his episode from my own standpoint, because I didn't know anything Mm -hmm. about it. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't 
you know, some new age practice or something that, you know, that right. was the opposite of, you know, Christianity, but I actually have taken the time to, I'm not going to say I did a deep dive research, right. on it, but I've taken enough time to research it, to see that there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Can you describe for the people that may not go back and listen yes. to the other two interviews, what is centering prayer? How do we Yes. Do yes. Uh, centering prayer is just the name of of a long standing over centuries type of of Christian meditation where you where you surrender yourself to be with the Lord and there's no words there's no thoughts um 40 50 years ago Thomas Keating and others decided that we were missing out on meditation because we thought it was woo-woo or Eastern or only Buddhist. I mean, we, I should say Christians. Right. And yet it was a big part of our tradition. So they used the phrase centering prayer to draw together all of the history and the traditions and to offer people like me and anybody who's interested um, a very simple guide of what you do. And basically it's, it's just making a commitment to be with the Lord for a set number of minutes at a set time. And you um, start the prayer with an intention that you're going to say yes to the presence and action of God during your time. And I think of it as a surrender. And they suggest that people choose a anchor word. Some people think of it as a mantra. It's not really a mantra. But like I say, Jesus. I don't say it always, but if my mind is particularly wandering, I might say it regularly. And I kind of follow my breaths and I say Jesus with each in-breath. And the main thing is when you're doing this, of course, your brain is flooded with all kind of extraneous thoughts about dinner and the trip and the child and the job or whatever. And the key is to just practice letting those go by. It doesn't mean you're doing a poor job. You're doing a fabulous job because you sat down in your chair with that commitment and that's it. And you just let those thoughts go by. And then when you're done, it's you say thank you and that's it. And the, the thing is, it's not a prayer that you're supposed to feel all holy when you're done and a changed person and say, oh, I did a really good job. I felt really holy. It, it's not like that. You did a good job because God is pleased that you gave him that time and you're trying. But the miracle, I are the it's not a miracle, it's just a gift, a bonus, I think, is, and this is what really intrigues me, the the health benefits that come over time with this kind of a practice. And studies have been done on monks who meditate, of course, hours and hours. And but I mean, they have cardiovascular advantages, and there's uh both physical and physiological changes in the brain. And there, there's uh, just a more healthy calmness in those people's bodies and minds. And I say, hey, I'm all for that. Uh, and I consider that to be like a, a bonus, like I said, a gift. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. That's not why I say that prayer, but I'm grateful for that. And I like to share that message. I love that. And I can only imagine that the morning is probably a great or better, maybe even time of day to do this because, you know, it's called centering prayer. So it gets you centered. It gets you focused on the right things. And that's a great foundation to lay at the beginning of your day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for folks who are interested, I mean, um, 
it, it doesn't start off easy. I, I, I really struggled for two or three minutes in the beginning, but that's okay. I think it's fine. That's just the process, you know? Yeah. So I read in your bio that you have now founded a ministry called Serenity and Health and that it's designed to promote health of body, mind, and spirit based on a foundation of faith. So are some of the things that we've talked about today, are those the types of things yes. that you help people with? And so as we begin to wrap up, before we tell people more about your practice and how they can find you and get more help for you or whatever, from the standpoint of the founder of the Serenity and Health Ministry, what would be your final words to someone who is listening to um, this episode and they're like, I love the fact that Donna was able to incorporate these things into her own life. She was able to incorporate these things into what she did professionally that not only probably helped her profession, but helped her patients. And now she's even gone on to further her work in a ministerial kind of way, if you will, to help people recognize that they can use their kingdom authority to take control of their body, their body and their mind and their spirit. What would be um, the final words that you would give a client of yours that might be listening to this conversation? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the whole process is complex if you take it on yourself, but if you just um, have this uh, commitment to God and to trust and to start with a simple, small step, whichever you're called to, body, mind, and spirit, you have a lot of choices there. Mm -hmm. But I just have total confidence that no matter how messed up you feel your life is or how crummy your health is or how stressed you are, that you can make it better. I am 100% convinced that we can all make it better. And the best way to start is to have some quiet, if you don't have any, some quiet, reflective time in your life to start plotting out what steps, intentional steps to use your word, which is so key, that you want to take to move ahead so that you can find more serenity and health so that you can share that with your family and things. So start with the quiet and the prayer. And then I think you'll be moved in a certain direction to decide whether it's your horrible um, eating habits that have to be addressed or that you have become a couch potato because you're so stressed at the end of the day that has to be addressed or whatever it is, and then just start with tiny little steps. And I'm, I'm just so convinced, um, like I know all these things, right? But I could do much better and I just have to keep working at it. It's a bit yeah. by bit process. It's a journey. It's not it's a, a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how can people find you so that they can follow you? All right. Well, I would love to connect with any of your listeners, Shana. Uh, my website is Serenity and health.com three words a n d spelled out and if you go there you can sign up for my blog i cover all these topics dealing with health of body mind and spirit and when you sign up i'll send you three keys to a holy happy and healthy life and i'm firmly convinced that they will work if you if you um read them and follow them and um i wrote my um whole story, including 
a lot of the really messy parts in my book. And you'll <laughs> hopefully learn from what I went through and share my own experiences, patients, people I have worked with. And uh, you, the information about my book is at my website, but it's also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And once again, that's Pilgrimage, A Doctor's Healing Journey. I love it. Well, Donna Chaco, this has been amazing. You know, th th this week, I, I said at the beginning of this week, it's Thursday for those of you who are obviously not listening to this on the day that we recorded it, but it's Thursday on the day that we're recording this. And I said on, it was either Sunday evening or Monday morning. And I just said, Lord, I'm looking forward to you blowing my mind this week. Yeah. And of course, you know, I didn't tell him in what area I didn't say in my finances or in my body or, you know, I just said, Lord, I'm looking forward to you blowing my mind this week. And throughout the course of any given week, on average, I do 10 to 12 interviews. Sometimes I'm interviewing people from my platforms. Other times um, I'm being interviewed on other people's platforms. And the Lord has blown my mind this week with the conversations of my guest. The podcast, um, has gone in a direction that I believe is going to help the lives of God's people because oftentimes this is just my personal opinion. You don't, y'all don't have to take this as the gospel truth, mm -hmm. but I believe that a lot of times churches don't always do a great job of teaching you some of the practical ways that your faith applies to your life, whether it applies to your profession or your health. I think there's a lot of things that, that church can mm -hmm. do to get it better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful that this platform is becoming one that lends itself to say, yes, my message in this season is all about kingdom authority, but our kingdom authority and our faith as believers should be used to help us in our lives, to overcome adversity, to heal our bodies, to heal our relationships, to perform more powerfully professionally. And Donna, I just want to thank you for the role that you are playing um, in helping believers to, to take control of their, of their lives and specifically their physical and emotional health. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm honored and humbled. It's a, it's a, it's a privilege really. Well, thank you. So again, thank you, Donna, for being here. Listening audience, I know that this has blessed you. I want you to go to her website. I want you to subscribe to her blog, get that free resource, hire her if necessary, find out what her services are, because that inner healing has to take place. So if you're listening to this and you're trying to find out why is it that my physical body is not being healed despite the medication and despite the, the medical professionals that I'm seeing, there might be a very good chance that there's inner healing that is going to have to take place emotionally, mentally, and spiritually before that you see the physical manifestation in your body. So do the work that is necessary to improve your life because your relationships are going to get better. Your money is going to get better. Everything is going to get better. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode. Share, share, share it and go back and listen to previous episodes and future episodes as well. <laughs> it's a God shift signing off. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.